Chapter Six of the Story of Edison and the Wonders of Electricity by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. On the Road to Fortune. A friend named Milton Adams had obtained Edison his Boston appointment. Now, strange to say, Adams was out of employment for some time and depended on Edison for board and lodging, which was gladly tendered by the one and as gratefully received by the other. The two friends had an amusing experience. They were one day walking along the streets when they saw a crowd gathered round two drapers' shops, the owners of which were always trying to undersell each other they had both got in a large quantity of stockings the price of which had been lowered first in one shop and then in the other it now stood at one cent about a halfpenny for five pairs of stockings milton borrowed a cent from edison and walking into one of the shops asked for the five pairs of hose as advertised in the window a young lady at once handed the buyer five pairs of baby's stockings oh said he i can't use these can't help that young man was the reply we don't permit selections at that price edison continued to spend every spare moment in experiments and his rooms became a workshop laboratory and library in one he studied electricity from every standpoint and often sat up all night reading books on his favourite subject he was so much impressed with the magnitude of the task that he said adams i've got so much to do and life is so short that i'm going to have to hustle having seen in a scientific paper how to make the terrible explosive known as nitroglycerin he joined with another operator in making some then they tested a very small portion and were alarmed at the result so frightened were they to have such a destructive substance in their possession that they put it into a bottle wrapped it carefully up in paper and then in the early morning secretly and gently lowered it into a street sewer in eighteen sixty nine edison invented a vote recorder it was the first patent granted to him but he received no benefit from it he intended the apparatus to be used by the lawmakers of the different states and also in the american parliament or congress if used it would have enabled each member to record his vote without leaving his seat by simply turning a switch either to the right or the left the apparatus was a success from a working point of view but as it would have prevented all interference with the members and made them independent of their party it was not adopted in fact 
those who controlled the affairs of the house would not have used it if they had been paid to do so in a short time edison was regarded in boston as an authority on telegraphy and was engaged to lecture upon it in one of the schools he made the engagement without asking any particulars and then forgot all about it when the time came to go to the school adams found him at work on the top of a building fixing a telegraph pole thinking that he was about to address a company of boys edison started at once with adams just as he was in his working attire but when the friends were ushered into the lecture room they were both struck dumb with astonishment to see it filled with an assembly of elegantly attired young ladies for a few moments edison stood speechless then with a great effort he managed to overcome his diffidence and plunge into his subject once set going he kept on and satisfied his hearers with the brief pleasant and clear address which he delivered his modesty combined with a thorough knowledge of his subject made him a favourite with all the students in the school but now we may ask what was the result of all edison's experiments to what did they tend what object had he in view they could not be simply the outcome of a curious mind or continue year after year as boys say just for the fun of the thing that edison delighted in experiments for their own sake and for the pleasure they gave him when actually engaged on them is beyond question but mad as he seemed to be in the eyes of his less gifted fellow-workers there was a method in his madness he had a purpose in all his experiments and a definite object in his mind all the time he knew what he wanted and he had an idea how to obtain his ends but the practical part was the difficulty theories like castles in the air are excellent subjects for daydreams and may be talked about for any length of time but the practical application is the difficulty the electric telegraph was invented some years before edison was born but it was only in its infancy when he first made its acquaintance another american named professor morse constructed the first telegraph line between washington and baltimore in eighteen forty three and in eighteen forty four the first message was sent over the wire it consisted of this sentence what hath god wrought when edison came to thoroughly understand the science and the working of telegraphy he found that there was room for considerable improvement the application of electricity to the sending of messages hundreds and thousands of miles by means of a wire stretched on poles was as great a marvel to him as it was to the ignorant rustic 
who regarded it as a species of magic but his keen eye directed by an inquiring mind saw beneath the surface and he was persuaded that the system in use was imperfect and too limited in its application he felt that he could get more and better work out of it hence his experiments he began at the beginning he learned all that the operators knew about the apparatus as a rule this information satisfied them it enabled them to perform work which was valued at so much a month or year it was not their business to know more they did the work and earned the money then their part ended but edison would not have rested there if he had been paid ten times the amount the best operator ever received he wanted and must have a perfect machine at the end of six years that is in eighteen sixty nine he was satisfied that he had hit upon an improved system so he left boston and went to new york he was eager to have his invention put to a practical test he believed that he had found out how to send two or four messages at the same time over a single wire he knew that such an improvement was of the greatest value to any busy community and so it proved to be when it came to be adopted it was a gain of millions of pounds to the telegraph companies on both sides of the atlantic by its means one wire did the work that had required the use of two or four edison's system of telegraphy is now regarded as one of the greatest triumphs but when he went to new york in eighteen sixty nine he had still to persuade those who had money to spend in carrying out his ideas this they were far from eager to do clever as he was he wandered about the streets for three weeks before he could even get employment at the end of that time he was tired and disheartened and it was with difficulty he could obtain even sufficient food to support life calling at the office of the law's gold reporting company he asked for work at that moment the head of the firm and his manager were at their wits end to discover what had gone wrong with their gold indicator this was an instrument which mr laws had invented and by means of which the price of gold was reported in hundreds of brokers offices in the city when it refused to work all business was suspended and messengers were sent hurriedly from every office to inquire the cause just when the master and his manager were in despair and the office was besieged by hundreds of boys edison walked in hurriedly examined the instrument and then said i think mr laws i can show you where the trouble lies there is a contact spring which has broken and fallen between two cogwheels and prevents the gear from moving 
mr laws was only too glad to be shown a way out of the difficulty to resent the stranger's interference edison quickly removed the obstruction and the instrument was shortly at work again the breakdown of law's indicator and edison's timely appearance and ability to repair it proved a piece of great good fortune to the destitute operator on the following day he was engaged to take charge of the whole machinery of the vast establishment at a salary of three hundred dollars or sixty pounds a month never was there a better illustration of shakespeare's lines there is a tide in the affairs of men which taken at the flood leads on to fortune edison's reward had come at last and he had now opportunities and means to carry out the schemes which had cost him so much labour to work into a practical shape he had not been long in mr law's employment before he invented a better instrument to take the place of the one he had put into working order after this he invented a number of private printing telegraphic appliances of which the golden stock telegraph company wished to buy the patent right edison made up his mind to ask what seemed to him a large sum namely five thousand dollars or one thousand pounds but as he needed money for further experiments he was prepared to take any smaller sum rather than not sell it to his astonishment the company offered him forty thousand dollars or eight thousand pounds which he at once accepted and he received a cheque for that amount afraid that there must be some mistake and that he would not get the money after all he hurried away to the bank at which the cheque was payable this was his first visit to a bank and after watching how others went about the business he walked up and presented his cheque the bank clerk said something which on account of his deafness edison could not understand so the disappointed inventor turned away without the money after sitting on the bank steps in despair for a time he went back to the office where he had received the cheque and told one of the clerks of his difficulty this man explained to edison that the clerk at the bank would not pay the money until someone they knew said that he was the man to whom the cheque was made payable the clerk went back with him and the money was at once paid End of chapter 6